right, and welcome into another episode of the Outside the Lines podcast. I am your favorite co-host, Newt. And before we get into a little Iowa State Cyclone basketball recap from uh, this weekend's game against Baylor and the most recent uh, defensive battle against Texas Tech, as always, we would like to mention that we are sponsored by BNC Fieldhouse. If you are in Ames, there is no better place to get the best drink deals on Weltrav, the best food. And, you know, you got to support our boy, Ben. He's the king of Ames. He loves you guys. And, you know, there's no better place to go hang out with your friends to watch the big game than, you know, PNC Fieldhouse, AJ's, Mickey's. So make sure to get out there and support him. And with that, we'll hop into Baylor. Um, Mr. Mason, what are your thoughts um, on the, I'm going to say very close battle with the Baylor Bears mm-hmm. that occurred on New Year's Day? I do just want to say that that was a beautiful introduction, you know, very, just very authentic, very natural. Um, and obviously love the kicks when I'm down. So thank you very much for that. Uh, by the way, I'm down because I might have COVID. I don't know. I'm waiting results right now. So, um, that's what I meant by that. But to answer your question, um, honestly, it was one of those games where I don't really have, um, too much of an issue with how we played. I I think, you know, just all credit to Baylor. They made tough shots all game. Like whenever, whenever they scored, it felt like we were playing our best defense and we were making every shot difficult as hell for them to get off, let alone put it in through the hoop. So, I mean, the defense continued to impress and you can tell that Baylor worked for every single bucket they got. Now, the thing is, is Baylor did end up scoring almost 80 points on us. So I, I don't know. It was just one of those weirder games where shots were falling for Baylor. And um, and I think we played our asses off on defense. And it was one of those losses you can kind of walk out of there with your head held high. I don't know. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I mean, obviously you're going and playing the number one team, the defending national champions um, at home with a Hilton that – that doesn't have a student section. That's a big factor. We have that bullshit happen every year. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's it's Kansas or some other high ranked opponent, somehow always gets to play a, an early January game in Hilton against us. But yeah, I mean, as far as like not being uh, an outside threat at all, literally Caleb Grill was the only person to make a three pointer um, of our fourteen attempts, and to still be, you know within striking distance um, of Baylor at the end of the game. And and like, you know, you, you kind of walk off that court and be like, yeah, we, we held our own, you know, to be honest, I didn't really know what to expect. It was kind of a, a, you know, not a first true test because I think we've played some good teams, but it's like, there's always that, that difference in, in college sports, especially of like the elite and, and, you know, like best teams and then that sort of next level. And, and you really don't know if you're what kind of tier you're in, I guess, until you, you get to play against those teams, you know, it's look at the CFP and look at how Michigan just got ran by Georgia. Um, and it was just like, these are two different teams. And it's like, yeah, Georgia and Bama are the two best teams and everyone else is definitely a step below them. And, and that, like, that was something that I thought could have, could have definitely been a possibility here with, you know, Baylor being number one, one of the last undefeated, um, you know, one of the best coaches in the country. And, and I was really impressed with the Cyclones. You know, I, I think the only thing that I was, I was kind of frustrated about was I felt like the entire second half, we were down between like 10 and six points. And we could never cross that like five point threshold to like get it to like 
all right, stop in a bucket. It's a one score game. Like we, we just like mm-hmm. very rarely ever hit that point. Um, and it was just, it was tough. And it was like, anytime we, you know, made a bucket, got stopped, Baylor stepped up too. And it was just like really back and forth of, you know, these teams responding to what they need to do. So, um, I'm definitely happy with it. You know, I I thought the defensive effort was great too. Obviously like allowing what it was is fine, but like Baylor was hitting tough shots. Like it it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like they were getting a bunch of open looks and like it was poor defensive effort. It was really like sort of late in the shot clock. They knew they had to get something up and and stuff went in well. And you just kind of got to tip your hat to a team when they do that to you. And um, you know, I, like you said, I, I don't think it was anything to like hang our hats on. You know, I was like, Hey, that, that's tough loss, but like, I'm, I'm really proud of these guys. And like, they showed that they can really kind of, I think, hang with anyone in the nation at this point. So. Absolutely. I don't know the exact stat. It's been a few days since then, but what was it? It was one for 14 from three. Is yeah, that right? Good old, good old it, 7%. Yeah. And, and I mean, losing to the number one team by five points, um, without students, I mean, yeah. We're just going to throw that in there. That's that is something you can be proud of. Honestly, I was really impressed by Baylor for getting up to 77 points. Like, it, you know, this was kind of my question for our team at the very beginning of the season. How are we going to handle, you know, maybe a lack of strong size down low? And, and I think it kind of came to light a little bit against Baylor. It, it felt like we were outsized and they were just kind of making it tough on us. And I really think they got, I don't know exactly how many, but it felt like they were just continually getting offensive rebound after offensive rebound and all of these, you know, second chances. And that was how it felt like they got a lot of their, uh, their points. Um, You know, we're not going to be that cold very often moving forward. We're not the best shooting team. We can shoot, we can make shots, but we know that that's not our forte that that was a Hoiberg era. We are not in the Hoiberg era anymore. We are in the Ots era. Let's go baby. But that kind of gives me the confidence that if we can hang with them by making one three-pointer all game and only lose by five, it, it really makes me confident moving forward. I mean, that's, that's a game that, like I said, you can, you can keep your head held high off of a very off shooting night, but making it super close against the number one team in the country. I really like what you did there though. The, the comparison with Michigan versus Georgia, you know, Sometimes you see those huge step downs just from two to three or three to four, whatever it may be. You know, that was a one versus seven matchup. And we looked like we looked like we were right where we should have been potentially even one higher. versus eight, one versus eight. Was it, was it eight? Okay. Yeah. I apologize. You're good. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, but, you know, Cal sure he was cold. He had a tough day. Um, and that's really key to our offense. I think, grill does a lot defensively and he kind of does a lot of off the ball movements. I, again, I think his forte is more so shooting behind the arc, but, um, Kalsher is really that, that three point specialist that I believe really gets us going. It just makes the offense a lot easier when we have that. So it was, it was a tough day for him. You know, he's not going to have those too terribly often, but it's, if you're a shooter, you're going to have cold nights and, and it made it tough. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's not like we have a, a ton of outside threats, you know, um, Kalsher and, and grill are kind of our, by far our two best. And then after that, I, I wouldn't say anyone's like too, too crazy consistent, you know, Trey Jackson's not bad. Jazz Koomsh is mm-hmm. can hit from it. I think he prefers the corners a little bit more, but you know, after that, like 
Brockington will pull, but he he feasts in the mid range. That's you know that's where he gets his money. Tyrese is kind of fluky with it. He he he's mm-hmm. still young and developing that shot. Um, but like you know, his bread and butter definitely more so is is driving aggressively to the rim, floaters, that kind of stuff. So you know, when when one of your kind of key outside threats is completely off and i mean grill is off too he's one for six so it's not like when both basically your best three-point threats are really struggling that that definitely you know makes it hard on your offense and and especially your players who are are driving the ball and and a lot of our points man were just you know it was outworking it like um tristan was hitting the boards like I, i felt like he got so many just like offensive rebounds working it uh you know just just really i mean we 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 smoked them in points in the paint and that's where oh, yeah. we we got you know a ton of it was that and free throws were the only places that we we obviously scored for the most part um and that just showed that that, that you know this team can grind it out when the outside shooting's not there when the outside shooting's there it's, it's definitely gonna make it a lot easier because they have so many people who can take it to the bucket well and and do that aspect or around the rim i think um, you know, against Texas Tech, that's a different story, but we'll happen to that. But for the most part, we have people whose strength is, you know, kind of uh working around the rim and stuff. So yeah, I I don't think it was anything that I could be like too too disappointed with, or um, you know, like you know, after after game, you know, I watched it with you know Dobby, Jordal, Hattie, couple couple Iowa State grads and stuff. Um, and we were all like I mean, yeah, that's tough, but this team's exceeding expectations still. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought up Inaruna. I, I think um, maybe it's just my, maybe I'm just not very observational. Is that the word I'm looking for? Whatever. Maybe. Um, You're just dumb. I think I'm dumb because <laughs> Tristan, 23 points off 28 minutes, eight rebounds, one assist, hell of a game. And he's really kind of coming to light. How come I don't really notice? When he's in the middle of gameplay, like I, I swear that was the quietest 23 points. But during the game, I knew he was having a hell of a game. I don't know. <laughs> For whatever reason, I just I don't mean to overlook him. But like those are that was just like a quiet 23 points. And I mean, again, he's really coming coming out of a shell and coming into, you know, his true game as a cyclone. So I'm really pumped about it. For whatever reason, I, I mean, does he just do like a lot of stuff, you know, in the background? Well, why am I not noticing him? Is there a reason for that? I think it's because a fair, like a fair amount of it is him like outworking and, and offensive rebounds and, and that kind of stuff for the most part, you know, or right yeah. near the bucket and, and kind of, you know, like he's not usually handling the ball too far away from the hoop and stuff. And a lot of, you know, we run a lot of the, the high pick and roll offense where, you know, everyone, the guards like rotate off of, you know, the, the the big man at the elbow kind of how they run it's really hard to articulate a basketball play um verbally here not being a coach or anything like that but that's kind of how the offense runs so unless he's like got it at the high point for the most part he's um not gonna be as like kind of involved in it because it does run through the guards a lot handling it and driving and then kind of kind of working the pick and roll or kicking it out that kind of shit but but yeah i mean i thought he did a a great job and was obviously stepped up in a, in a game that we really needed someone to step up. So, yeah. Also, I want to give a shout out to 
James Akinjo, is that how it's pronounced? I, that dude is just, he's, I hate how much I like him. Like he is very fun to watch. It's yeah. one of those things whenever someone plays Bay, plays for Baylor, a fan of Baylor, I just, I naturally want to root against you. But every now and then, you know, there are some players I'm like, okay, I like you. You're fun to watch. You're a great player. He's just kind of one of those gritty players that I would want on our team. Um, I don't know. I, I can't remember where he transferred from, but I think, I think he transferred. Arizona. Arizona. It was Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was really good. They needed a bucket and he got it or like a play and, and he got it. I, I um, it I'm like in the he same always boat. shut down our momentum. Yeah, yeah. He um, I play point guard um, and I still play point guard when I do try and ball casually. So I love people who can like run a good offense or or just like be able to kind of, you know, it, it's a very important decision it is like it, it's it can be sort of the the quarterback of, you know, of basketball. It's obviously not nearly as important, but you you watch someone who runs a good point guard and has like a good basketball IQ. It's it's very fun. And like, I really appreciate it. And yeah, like he when Baylor really need a big play, whether it was a big shot or a big stop, he was he was usually making the play. And you definitely mm-hmm. got to just, you know, same thing. Uh, tip your hat to him. I, I feel like this is just the tip your hat game. This is this is recognizing yeah. that. Baylor's Baylor, you know, Scott Drew's a damn good coach. And there's a reason why they're still undefeated and ranked number one in the country. And Mm -hmm. all you can do is tip your hat. Yep. Akinjo, we see you. Good game. Good game. Um, Shall we move on to Texas Tech? Yes. Let's move on to this offensive juggernaut game. (laughs) Right. I mean, what I didn't realize was because I was I was working for the first half. So I was kind of just passively watching it. So if I missed anything, um, little disclaimer there, they only had seven players and they still stuck with us. That is, I mean, what do you want to want me to say to that? That's it's scary. And also they didn't really have any player that went off. I, I mean, their highest score was Davion Warren who scored 12 points, Bryson Williams at 10, and then everyone else was in single digits. And somehow they, they still, <laughs> I mean, kept we, we only had two guys in double digits too. So I know. Kind of hard to break double digits when your team barely breaks 50 (laughs) (laughs) or not even 50. (laughs) And that kind of, you know, it segues me into my Isaiah Brockington take. We cannot rely on him every game, dude. Like he's, he's been our only guy who's been, you know, consistently showing up and then, you know, Cal sure will have a game where he will go off. Same with grill, same with Tyrese, but it feels like Isaiah is kind of like the consistency with our team but I, I'm afraid that sometimes we rely on him too much because though he's fun, I think he's probably our funnest player to watch. He's probably my favorite player. Um, but we can't deny the fact that he's a little streaky. You know, he, he doesn't make everything. Like when he shoots a three, I don't have the utmost confidence it's going to go in kind of like I do with Matt Thomas. Now, I love it when he takes control of the ball. Like I, I like that he's kind of our go-to guy. But to me, it sometimes just feels like our offense can be a little too reliant on him. I, I don't know. Am I, am I out of line here? No, no. And yes, <laughs> I, I like, I do think the offense can get reliant on him because I really just do think that, you know, these are still, this is still like a lot of guys like figuring out how to play together. There's so many transfers, you know, they still have only played, you know, 14 games together. It's not a lot of time to mesh as a team when none of these guys have any chemistry previously, you know, there's two returning players from last year's team. Caleb Grill is here for like one year. So like, but other than that, all, all these guys are figuring out how to play with each other still and also how to play for a new coach. 
And on the offensive end, it's always a lot harder. Defensive end, they're fucking killing it, and I love it. And they play together so well there. But offensively, like you can definitely tell at times they do, you know, kind of rely on Brockington a little bit, and he plays a little bit of iso ball. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and um, it's kind of the the live and die by the sword there. But you know, it's just it also like kind of got to the point where like no one else was able to do a lot either, like. Tyrese was really off tonight uh, or yeah. last night. Like he was, he was just, you know, even like a lot of this stuff, like he was able to kind of get to the rim and stuff, but like a lot of his floaters and touch shots were just, just kind of off. Um, Grill got a couple threes early and then was kind of non-existent after that. Um, and I mean, like Kunch was like the next big guy who stepped up and a lot of that was like drawn fouls. <laughs> like, yeah. Wasn't even making shots. It was like getting fouled on shots. Um which hey man, three three points is three points. Free throws, yeah. you know, they're they're important as hell. So um, you know, we're gonna take our points, especially in something like this, however we can. But yeah, I mean it's it's it is kind of what the offense is right now. Um, you know, tech tech's another good defensive team. I get I feel like we say this, we're gonna say this a lot in the Big 12, but it feels like a lot of these Big 12 teams are really gonna grind it down and, and make you make you earn your buckets. Um including Iowa State, and that's probably a game that they're going to want to play with people because, uh, you know, defense is holding steady as, you know, we can now say we're, we're almost halfway through the season, um, but we could probably say we have one of the, the best defenses in the nation right now. Um, oh, yeah. And, and yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> and Brockington is, like, by far our best offensive talent, and, you know, when he's on, it's awesome. Um, and, you know, he, he, he also does, you know, he's, he's definitely the best at being able to create his own shot too. And I think that's why a lot of times it gets deferred to him is because like he can really work off the dribble and, and get, you know, even contested shots in through the hoop. So he gets a lot of people open to with how he drives, but um, yes. Yeah. Okay. You know how I was trying to say, I'm trying to figure out why I think Alias Kunch is our most important player. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this take is um, good or not. So I'm just going to say it. Okay. No, oh God. I think yeah. the reason he's our most important player is when he's on and hitting his shots, it's like playing with house money because we don't expect that of him. Like he's kind of like the role player that is in, in a weird way, like in the stardom. Like when you think of Iowa State basketball, he's probably one of the first four or five guys that come to mind. I, I don't think, I don't even know if he's a starter. But I mean, when he's hitting, when he's hitting shots, it's like house money. It's like, yeah, hell yeah. We're not expecting that out of you. Go ahead and drop 12 points on Texas tech. That's awesome. We weren't expecting that. And now we have it. So I I think that's my whole thing. But the thing is he plays great defense. He rebounds well. And I mean, he's also really good at taking elbows to the face. I mean, did you see that play? That was a great one. Yes. Yeah. I, I think he really like, he's not quite at the level of, of Dustin Hogue, but he has like that Dustin Hogue esque like vibe where, you know, you're getting like great, you're going to get great effort often, like offensively, like, like, like rebounding wise and like effort there, but then defensively as well. And then if you do get something such as points, then that's like, it's like a bonus. It's like, you know, hitting the jackpot where like, you know, Hogue towards the end of his kind of time with Iowa state, was we, we ran the offense through him a little bit more, but like mm-hmm. early Dustin Hogue um, was so good um, at kind of doing what I think Kunch does for this team of like, you know, sort of being that glue guy um, 
working the fouls, like all that kind of shit that um, is not, we, we've said it, you know, it doesn't always show up in this, like the, the stat sheet. Um, if you're not watching the games, then you might not like see or know him as much, but when you are watching the games, he's definitely a, a key component to, to their on, on court success. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I really just think you get Kalsher, Trey Jackson and grill going from behind the arc and that's how we're going to win our shootouts. But I don't know how many shootouts we're going to be in first of all, with how our defense is playing. So if we can keep it up, I'm cool with that. But eventually at some point, maybe the big 12 tournament, uh, maybe March madness, you're going to have to win a shootout. And the thing is, I think we have the potential to do that. I just don't know how consistently we can do that. And that's my concern. So um, you know, we're, we're going to have a fine regular season, I believe. Um, but it's, it's no secret that there, our offense could have improvement. Let's just put it that way. We, we, we could improve on offense. Um, I don't exactly know how I, that this is why I hate talking sports when I don't know the own, my own solution to things. I don't really know how you can improve the offense because when you're, you know, when you're, creating such disruption for the other team they get very frustrated and you can see that you even saw it a little bit with Baylor too but they were just making shots so they didn't care as much but you could tell how frustrated Texas Tech was throughout the entire game and even though they made it close toward the end uh, it didn't really feel like they were going to win at any point in the game I don't know maybe I was overly confident about it but it still felt like we had full control of that game you know but again at some point down the road we're going to have to win through a shootout and um, we're just going to have to hope we're on that day yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely going to have to, I don't know. There'll be some time where a team will scout them well, figure out a, a good flaw in the, the defense type thing, you know, whatever, or you're just kind of off or not as cohesive on the defensive end and they're going to have to step up. Um, but yeah, I, I um, very funny point. on like, didn't think that they were going to like kind of lose or, or whatever with the tech game. I was watching with my, I'm back in Pittsburgh now and I was watching with my roommate. She does not pay attention to Iowa State at all. Um, and she, like, it was when we got out to the run, we were up like 19 to six early on. And she goes, Oh, this game's like over. And I was like, I want to be like, Oh honey, like <laughs> you, you haven't seen you don't know, Iowa State games. You don't know what Iowa State athletics is all about. <laughs> like if you, if you don't think that I'm going to have uh, anxiety, um, with like four minutes left in this game, then you are just wrong. Cause that I've seen this song and dance way too many times. So um, it's three guarantees and, in life, death taxes and having an anxiety attack at the end of Iowa state games. It's, it's a guarantee. It, it is. It, I've, I really um like people want to be like, Hey, what's like a good show to watch or something like that. I literally want to be like, Hey, you should check out the newest season of Iowa state athletics. So like this football team, they had all the hype in the world. They really think they were going to be amazing. And then they've lost every game by one score. Like, and if you get really invested in the players, they're awesome too. They're so good. And you think that they're going to win every game and then your heart gets broken. And it's like, it's like at this point, it's way better writing than anyone could like come up with in Hollywood. And then it's the same for basketball. Like Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, like you want like the thrills and the roller coaster ride of like, a great drama or whatever. Like there's no better drama than Iowa state athletics. Like seriously, that's my pitch on that one. If people cared about Ames, Iowa, Hollywood would easily adopt some form of story. I, I don't know how, what, what season? Well, actually this one would have, you kind of laid it out perfectly. What year 
would be the best year to showcase Iowa State in like a 30 for 30 or, you know, some, yeah, let's just say like kind of like an American underdog story that Kurt Warner is doing right now. What would be the best year to create a Hollywood film out of Iowa State athletics? I think 2017 was big when we beat OU and TCU and um, won the Liberty Bowl. That was, a, that was for football, though. I don't really remember how great we were for basketball that year. I think we were for basketball. The best one would be to either obviously do the elite eight um, Michigan state bullshit of like being in the same bracket as them, or you could do a twofer where you go to the year um, with Kane. Um, so 20, the 2013, 14 season where Nying broke his foot um, in the tournament. And then you could also bridge that with them doing pretty well heading into next year's tournament and then losing to UAB. And that would be, those would be great. That would be a great summary of Iowa State basketball. Okay. I agree with you. It's like, like, um, like, you know, when you watch Friday night lights, um, if you'd never like read the book or anything like that. And uh, okay. I'm sorry if I'm spoiling, you haven't seen it. I, I haven't seen it. I, I, don't, I, I don't really the movie's been out for like 20 years at this point. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and spoil it. I don't I really it? care to watch it. <laughs> you don't at all. Are you sure? You I love mean, high I know school I will football. Probably eventually. You love high, I do school, love football. high school football. It's all about uh, high school state football. championship for those who didn't know. And just because Newt was talking over me, I'll say it again. I want a state championship for those. He who still don't wears know. whatever letterman jacket or ring or whatever. Fuck it. One is. catch uh, for 11 yards in the state championship game. And I still somehow found myself at the very front of the newspaper twice. It was, it was really weird. I felt a little uncomfortable with that much light being shed on me and, and everyone being able off. to see my stats right there. Everyone no, was super uncomfortable. We're going to get the podcast metrics and everyone is going to stop listening to this episode right there. Right at this point. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. That's all right. Um, um, at least they listened to some of it. But okay, it came out in 2004. It, it's been 18 years. I do not feel bad about spoiling this. Anyway, you can spoil it. Friday, it's fine. In Friday Night Lights, you obviously like go through a team in, in high school, all this kind of stuff and um, follow them, their ups and downs, all this kind of stuff. And then they lose the championship game right at the end and it stinks. And that's what I was going to say. It's the perfect comparison. It's like, it's a ho- Hollywood ending um, for, I would say the same thing. Like, like, Oh yeah. Nying's back. Like this team's going to do it. And you know, whatever. But we, we don't have to get into the the, the depressing cycle and stuff. So that's okay. We like this um, team. I, they play defense. This team plays defense. All right. New team so plays cool. defense. It's so weird to accept that Iowa State games are now like low scoring defensive grid outs. You know, that's love what I call it. them. Like grid outs. I love it, baby. I, I do too. It's just hard to get used to. Also, I had this as a note. Um, I don't really know why I said this, but I did not hate the commentators. So, okay, good job, ESPNU. Actually, I think I do remember. Everyone else did, but Again, I didn't personally I like didn't, them. Though. I wasn't listening to the first half. Oh, <gasps> yeah, okay, shut up. Sorry. You can't even comment on the commentators if you weren't but listening. I think, I think why I thought it was funny was he's like, he mentioned Isaiah Brockington's name. He's like, wait, that's not his name. I'm tripping. And he's like, wait, I no, did hear that. That, is Isaiah that Brockington. Funny. And that made me laugh. I, I laughed for probably like a minute after that. And I was like, yeah, I like this guy. I don't, I don't even know who the commentator was, but I really liked him after that. So I don't know. I <laughs> better than ESPN plus let's put it that way. Yeah. But it's still like, it's still an ESPN production. So I, I you know, you're right. Um, but yeah, so to briefly move on, um, well, I, I'm sorry, do you have anything else with tech? Oh, yeah, dude, the Texas Tech coach, I can't mark something, he literally looks like if you like 
told someone to close her eyes and be like, I want you to draw a picture of a 55 year old white man accountant. <laughs> like, like maybe a little bit older than that too. But like, he literally just, he looks like the most run of the mill human being I've ever seen in my life. Matt Wells. I'm looking him up right now. Mark Adams. My bad. Mark Adams is the name. Oh, no, duh. I'm looking up football. I was like, what? Um, Mark Adams. He, All right. He just, he literally. Bad radio, but I'm looking him up right now. Just looks like an accountant. <laughs> yeah, he See? does. Yeah. Yeah, he totally does. Oh, Funny. man. Yeah. I just thought that yeah, was great. He totally does. Dude, we, yeah. we just have, we have amazing, like, I mean, Otz is like just jacked and he wears like the slightly small shirt too to like mm-hmm. really like bring it home. And then, I mean, Campbell's just got like the infectious smile of just like, you know, like it's just, you know, you can get lost. So it was that brief moment of time when we had Campbell and Hoiberg where we could say our coaches are hotter than yours. And, yeah. and now we're back to that. So it's like Iowa State Athletics is fully back, you know? Sure. Uh-huh. Um, so to just briefly touch on football, Orion Vance is coming back next year. That's huge. That will be huge. And then I just want to – I saw this. I couldn't believe it. Did you know that Jake Hummel has the most career play or career games played out of anyone ever? Like He's got the school record for 63 games played in his career. I did not know that Jake Hummel would be – would be the you know the holder of that record kind of interesting huh i did see that you're gonna see a lot of that shit with like COVID and whatnot adding a bunch I of guess years so. jordan boyan's going to do that yeah, shit for right. iowa well did he um was he originally slated to graduate last year but he just took his uh COVID year of light or eligibility yeah but you get like like basically you could technically get two years with COVID because i, I think it was like the COVID season didn't actually like count and then you can take another year with it it's weird but yeah all right okay well anyway i I thought that was pretty interesting yeah um otherwise definitely still a huge accomplishment not i was not trying to whatever i was just trying to say that it's it's probably gonna be really common with you know i don't know in general like like and the other thing is like no one else is gonna be able to match that one because it's just like a pandemic i don't know like we could have another pandemic whatever i hope not. i'm knocking on wood um we're still in a pandemic but yeah whatever. isn't there a new variant out that's not entitled or that's not based off of a greek letter i think i just saw that the other day oh is it like the influenza one they're saying where i was like i don't know I, I thought it was a strain of covid but i also read the headline of an article and didn't click on it so this is you had a new year's resolution to but the thing is I'm admitting that I don't know. Do you know how many times That's I just That's talk stats out of you, my yeah. ass and well, you can, uh, hope they're right? All right. You did technically ask. Never. I actually like, never do that. I don't want anyone to hold that against me. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Anyways, what's next? <laughs> yeah, dude, that's it, brother. That's it. I think Roll Clones is next. Roll but Clones how is next? At the end of our shows, we always get into some, you know, just shit show catastrophe to end it off. Honestly, that's probably know. the best part. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But yeah, I don't know. You got anything for us, Mason? What's up? No, I don't. <laughs> let's, let's close this bad boy up and uh and get going. But as always, head on over to BNC Fieldhouse. Support the King of Ames, Ben Singh. He is the man. Uh, go there tonight. Go there for mug deals, uh, drag shows, as well as FAC five dollar wraps, three dollar adioses, 
We got some huge football games this Sunday, right? Bottomless mimosas, go there. Best place to watch the big game and best food on Welch Avenue and best place for uh, drink deals as well. But without further ado, that's all we, we got. We are today. hoping big football game. We're hoping for a Colts loss, right, Mason? Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's so funny. Actually, you know what? I actually the am because yeah, the I Steelers can. 99% of so. the population is. Yeah, well, okay. I wasn't thinking of that, but. You know, if the Colts lose to Jacksonville, which they haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014, this Jacksonville if they so lose, bad, they're terrible. They're so, they're oh so my bad. Gosh. And they're somehow almost even worse without Urban Meyer, which who expected that? But anyway, um, if they lose, the Raiders and Chargers can tie. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen this. And they also play after the Colts uh, Jaguars game. So quite literally, they get the, you know, results from the Colts game and Colts lose, they're just kneeling the ball the entire time. Or I don't know, the Raiders they're are not, kind of that gritty ass team that might say, screw that. We're, they're not going to kick that. your guys' ass. You think the Chargers, you, okay. the Chargers coach already got asked about it. And he said, like, he's like, we're not going to do that. He's like, he's like, we are just, we're trying to win this game. And that's, that's what I kind of love do. that. All right. Well, now I mean, I, Colts I, to win. I th- it's one of those, like, Everyone's talking about it because like of just how it would work with like tiebreakers and shit, but no one's going to do that. Like it's like rivals and shit. Like they're divisional rivals. It's a football game. Like you're prepping for the shit. You're not going to go out there and kneel a ball for 60 minutes straight just to get to the playoffs. Talk about I don't an know. Electric game though. Talk about be one funny of the as hell, though. beats you could get. Like everyone's just going to bet the tie on that. Well, now that Brandon Staley said that, I guess not. But anyway, I thought that was remarkable. Screw Brandon. I mean, he, he should have just rolled with that. I mean, he literally has a guaranteed win if they just shake hands at, at the coin flip. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? I would do that. Save your players from injury, too. I don't know. Whatever. We're talking about a hypothetical that won't happen because the Colts are going to kick ass on Sunday. I would say it's going to kick ass against Oklahoma. Um, so, everyone, make sure you go check out that game if you are – is it in Ames? Is it in Ames? I believe it is. I don't no, it's not. I think so. We've had two. It's in Norman. I apologize, but in Norman five o'clock against the Sooners, they played a, they played Baylor to 10 points, I believe this week. So, you know, they, they got some, they got some moxie to them. Should be a very fun game. Your number 11, so, Iowa state cyclones. And with that, roll clones. Make sure to go watch it at BNC Fieldhouse. house. Watch that BNC Fieldhouse. house. Mickey's <laughs> right on Saturday. Perfect. All and right. as always roll clones. <laughs> there we go. Roll clones. <laughs>